Welcome to episode 27 of the Perth Podcast. Now, I've done a really good thing. I've got rid of Stoby and replaced him for a far better person, Stuart from Big Dog Books. Stuart, Hello. welcome. How you doing? Good. Thanks. Good. How's yourself? Ah, living the dream, mate. Living the dream. Um, yeah, so we were at the yard last week, not yourself, but I was, you were at the yard of party night mm-hmm. the night before. So go and tell us a bit about that. How was it? Uh, it was good. Yeah. It was really good fun. Um, really nice atmosphere. A really comfortable space. It was. It was just great to feel to have you know to have a, a an event on to have a night on where you could go and just relax a bit and not have to worry about being yourself. Yeah, and I actually that that's uh, the, the comfortable word came up a few mm-hmm. times. I, I met a few people I know there, and that's the one word came up. It was really yeah. comfortable. It was nice, um, and it looked like a, a a right party. It looked like a good time. Yeah. You know, the photos that I saw, uh, yeah, looked like a, a good place to be. Um, and you know that that sort of thing, it's needed. It's so needed. You know, for for the community to be able to go to something like that and have that space. Yes, definitely, especially these days and the, the kind of political climate we're in at oh, the moment yeah, they're yeah. becoming it's becoming increasingly more important yeah, yeah. And, and and of course the, the um you know accepting environment as well and we, i think we'd all like to think in the year 2021 that we're mm. all accepting and everything's yeah. cool but it isn't quite that way at all but um talking of acceptance and stuff like that you know you run big dog books that's your shop yes. uh which has been now there for how long this is year six. Jeez. I mean, I remember when you opened, <laughs> you know, and that doesn't seem like that long ago, <laughs> but equally it feels like you've always been there. Um, now, Big Dog, when we talk about inclusivity, I think Big Dog is the epitome of that. I, I think it's a really mm. good space to go. And, and of course, COVID has knackered you up for that, obviously. Yeah. So, um, But now, you know, my daughter goes to the, mm. the Dungeons & Dragons group. She's loving that. And, and, you know, she's quite shy. She doesn't talk to a lot of people, but that is her thing. Mm. Uh, tell us a bit about how that is to be back and providing that. Do you know, when we were sitting waiting for the restrictions to lift and going, oh God, we're so desperate to get everybody back, we're desperate to get everybody back. And then see, once they were back, it was absolutely terrifying. Like being faced with gr- huge groups of people, well, not huge groups of people, but you know, groups of people in a space like that again, yeah. after all that time, it was really, I think we were all like me and the rest of the staff, we were all feeling really quite nervous about it, but <clears throat> no, it's, it's come back. It's been really, really good. Um, all the different sort of groups are starting to come back now. All the different communities are building themselves back up, which is really, really good to see. And we haven't had any mass outbreaks of COVID, so that's great. <laughs> Touch the wood, Stuart. Touch the wood. <laughs> uh, no, that, it is great. I, I, as I say, my, both my kids go to the D&D groups and their age mm. groups, and it just... Mm. Uh, it's good to see, you know, and the, the stories that they come back mm-hmm. with. And Louise, who's your your, yeah. your dungeon master for those sessions, I don't know how she does it. You know, I've tried yeah. to do it at home and I'm totally lost. <laughs> oh, know? she absolutely loves. She loves D&D and she's so good with the kids and it's such a perfect fit. Yeah, I, and I can tell. I honestly can tell when, when Katie comes back. I'm like, wow, okay, yes. I, I don't mm-hmm. know what you're talking about, but yes, keep going. <laughs> you know? uh, but you know, from that from that point of view, as I say, the, the inclusive part, I, I see Big Dog as this place to go when you don't know where else to go, sort of thing. That that's how yeah. I feel about it. You know, if I if I was a bit of a uh, you know a social recluse or whatever, that mm-hmm. that is the, the the safe spot, like we talked about earlier. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's that's precisely why. It was set up. It was to be a place to be when you don't have anywhere else to be. So that's what it was for. And that could be anything from you maybe didn't fit into the same social bracket as your friends, or you just had an interest that nobody else did and you just wanted somebody to share that with. So it's, you know, the whole point of it was to come down and just have somewhere Mm. you could just hang out and you could meet people that were like you or maybe weren't like you, but at least had the same sort of interests as you. And that would be even better. 
yeah, and get that link because I actually think that's really hard at school sometimes to mm-hmm. find people like that. Yeah. You know, how do how do you find them? You're all wearing uniforms. You're all wearing the same mm-hmm. stuff. How do you find those people? Those, yeah. you know, whatever it might be, geek or, or whatever you want to call it. I mean, I'm I'm geek and proud. You know? <laughs> so it's, it's all good. Uh, and you know, how do you find people like that when you don't know people yeah. who are playing football or whatever it might be that the, mm-hmm. the, the the people are into? And suddenly you're like, I'm I'm not into any of that. So where do I go? Yeah. It's one of those things that's hard enough for kids and teenagers, but it's really hard for adults oh, as yeah, well. Yeah. You know, like if you need, if you want to make new friends and you're in your thirties, where do you go with yeah, that? I mean, what are you into D and D? What are you into? Yeah, football. Well, right. no, I'm not. <laughs> yeah, I don't like football, uh, and and that's that's where the tricky part comes in, isn't it? It's how mm-hmm. how do you find that that balance in your life? And um, and as I say, I think Big Dog has has taken that and run with it. And, and you know, I, I think the the pride <coughs> side of things, it's the same mm-hmm. idea. You know, you've got to find those. Uh, I, I think I saw a coaster or something like that at the event that was like, uh, you know, clothing for the for the odd one or something mm-hmm. like that. You know, for for the people who aren't. You know, yeah. what, I mean, normal is a terrible word because there is no normal, but there is that, you know, outside that normal mm-hmm. or what we class as normal. Um, and there's so many people like that and they're afraid to dress the way they want to yeah. dress or afraid to talk <clears throat> the way they want to talk or whatever, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and I think that's that's the opening. That's the gap that we need to fill. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so so the Pride, we, uh, as I say, Stobie and I were at the yard, a uh, really good event. Loved it. Loads of cool things there to see. Um, so I'm, we're just going to listen to a couple of you know people that we interviewed, if that's cool. Sure. So one of the first people that still we talked to was Don, who runs Precious Sparkle in Perth. I'm Don Fuge, and I own Precious Sparkle, the shop in Perth, and I'm here with a stall today at Pride. You know, Pride means a huge amount to me. I grew up in New York. Um, I came of age during the AIDS crisis, and I saw... Um, so many, I had teacher at my school who died during the time I was there, and uh, just so many young men who were completely devastated and effectively disappeared. Um, you know, that damages you, um, and not just gay people, but people who love gay people. Um, for me, also being a performer and having trained as a singer, the whole of everything in music and art is, is owed a major debt of gratitude to people um, who are, are gay, bisexual, trans. You know, to be honest, all of the things that we love in the arts just wouldn't exist without them. If you think back to like some of our major actors, you know, uh, a lot of the theatre, there's, there's a big overlap there between, um, for want of a better word, homosexual culture mm. or... You know, and uh, and the arts there's definitely a huge, huge overlap between the two. There, I think it's always been a sort of um, refuge for perhaps not, you know, in days gone by, if you were not the most masculine of men, perhaps the theatre was a route. You know, so the there's some of that in there as well. But you've also got just like classic actors of of old who were gay and who, now, that didn't come out until much later on but it's you know like I wasn't fam- allowed to was it well, that it was, was it was illegal you know, you know, <laughs> yeah. but you had um, you know like you, big famous names like Rock Hudson and people like that who oh, through history had really broke down a lot of barriers and a lot of that comes from the arts and I think if you think about it in a very modern sense if you look at somebody like Lil Nas at the moment who's like probably the biggest singer on the planet at the moment and I don't think we've ever had a, such an openly young like as such an openly gay young person who's at the forefront of pop culture, you know. So it's yeah. it's it's where it gets led from. Because because actually, I think looking back from a sort of um, you know major pop, you've got Freddie Mercury and stuff who <clears throat> was 
you know, I think looking back, obviously gay from the from the go, but that never famously <laughs> never came out. Yeah, and, until much much later, and then AIDS, of course, as Don just mm-hmm. mentioned, um, you know, took one of the the best frontmen we've ever mm-hmm. had on this planet away from us, uh, and and you know that that is uh, that that was a. a and it's that expression, isn't it? That mm-hmm. art expression. That that's what you bring. And of course, that um, you know that the bad times. That that's yeah. where good music comes from most mm-hmm. of the time. You know, you just have to look at Kurt Cobain. And you know, if Kurt Cobain was was all good and, and didn't have any problems, I think his music would probably have sucked. <laughs> <You know? laughs> where, where does the you know good stuff comes from? That pain comes from that um, anger or from that that, that expression of, mm-hmm. of where you've been. Uh, confined in the past, possibly. You know? Yes. So for me, Pride is a time to celebrate that. It's it's a it's a, it's about saying to young people, yes, be proud of who you are, come out, don't hide. But it's also a time of celebration because you know there's so much to be proud of and there's so much to celebrate. Um, so you know we we don't want to always be thinking about the you know the the negative of of why Pride was necessary. Obviously, that it's still necessary. There are places in you know in this country, and there are places in the across the world where it's still an issue. But it's also time for celebration. So I think that's really what it's about here, and it's lovely to see Perth Pride is so well supported by so many in the community, and it's always lovely to see families come out and um, you know, and a lot of uh, younger people use it as a time to come out to their families as well, and, and that's wonderful. Yeah, it's. Been, I mean, we're so grateful for the weather, and it's been great. We've had so many. Again, really nice to see a lot of young LGBTQ people um, and non um, coming out, uh, and older people. It's been a really. I think this year more than any, it's been a really good mix of people. So that's really nice to see, and I hope the the word continues to spread, and we can grow on it year on year because it's um in a. <sighs> I guess in some ways, the more visible it is, the more you're encouraging people to actually be true to themselves and come out. And so it's, it's about visibility. It's about being seen and being heard. So I think that's, that's happening, you know, and each time we have a Pride Festival, it happens more so. I, to be fair, probably not as much this year as in the past because of COVID. You know, we do still have restrictions. So there's no major parade or, you know, bandstand or anything like that outdoors. And, and that's a shame. You know, obviously, we're all looking forward to getting back to that. But, yeah, it's good. And of course, uh, in previous years, we've we've had a very famous actor at the Pride Parade yes. <laughs> talking of you know comic books and stuff, uh, which is incredible. And actually, I've got a picture of Don walking beside Ian McKellen. I think <laughs> I am the only person in Perth who never got to actually meet him that day because I was busy doing other things. Oh, no. And every time somebody went oh, I'm going to go and see you, McKellen. I'd be like, right, cool. I'll do the thing you're doing so you can go and do it. And then I never... <laughs> and you ruined your own chance to meet. <laughs> yeah, uh, McNeil, it's me. Because I, uh, I remember being in that crowd at the stage and there was a guy holding up a sign saying, uh, you know, Magneto for gay rights or something yeah. like that. <laughs> That's brilliant, you know. Um, but Ian had a, a whale of a time, I think, mm-hmm. you know, but, you know, apart from the cluster of us photographers shouting, Ian, Ian, look here, look here, up for a wee while. But um, it just seemed so out of place, you know, Ian McKellen in the middle of Perth. Yeah. Incredible. So, um, but yeah, I mean, Don's right. COVID kind of ruined what you know should have been building up, and I think mm. that's what everyone should have been doing this year was building up the success of previous events, yeah. and none more than than Pride because I thought the well, I keep saying last year, but it wouldn't have been last no, year. It would it have been two, two years, years ago. ago. Uh, it was such a vibrant and exciting event to be a part of. You mm-hmm. know, I was there photographing it, and I just, I just, you could feel it. You could yeah. feel the energy <laughs> and the vibe and. 
everyone was just okay being themselves, mm-hmm. you know, which it is was, probably, it was a great, that was a, a really, really great one. That yeah. one, the, the, the 2019 one. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I think that everyone was, was willing to, to speak and to mm-hmm. be who they were. Yeah. And, and I, I, that's probably something they're, they're not going to do every day. Which mm-hmm. is terrible to, yeah. to even think that, you know, think that way. So, uh, so yeah, that was Don from Precious Sparkle. Um, so let's talk now to the Perth Parrots. Now, have you got links to the Perth Par- Parrots? Do you know them? I sort of, I know, I know some of the people who play in them. I don't know the organisation right. very well, but I know some of the folk that play in the team. Okay, so uh, my name's Fraser Robertson and I'm the current uh, president of uh, Perth Parrots. Uh, we formed about two years ago in uh, September 2019 uh, and it's fair to say that Covid is a bit like a freight train to be fair uh, so we're just off the starting blocks again and we're beginning to get some really good momentum so uh, we've come along to support Persia Pride today um, again we've got a, a stall and we'll be doing socially distanced softball uh, and about half an hour along in the uh, south inch um, what is floorball? Um, floorball is an opportunity for you to come along and uh, play with anyone 18 plus, regardless of sexual orientation or gender identity. Um, we meet at the North Inch Community Campus between 6 and 7 every Tuesday. Um, floorball is a bit like ice hockey with no ice. Uh, we play with a ball instead of a, a puck. Um, and again, we'd love to see as many new members come along and join us. Uh, what does Pride mean to me? Um, it's an opportunity to me, uh, for me to again come and support my community. Um, we don't uh, often get that opportunity to come together as a collective uh, and again it's uh, an opportunity for Pride to kind of camp up for a day and uh, a great community. Is this a sign up opportunity while I put your name down? Uh, yeah. <laughs> You're not the first person that's tried to convince me to go. <laughs> just the thought of it. No, I mean, more power to their elbow but it's not Organised sports is not my thing. Thanks. <laughs> Stick okay. to the comic books and the yeah, D&D. That's yeah, way. I'm much more Absolutely. happy. <laughs> much more happy with the X-Men. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> um, even if you didn't get to eat, eat, yeah. eat McKellen. <laughs> uh, so we, we also talked to the police on the day. They had a stall uh, and they were talking about uh, hate crime, which is mm-hmm. a horrible... I yes. hate even saying those words, to be honest with you, because it yes. just seems ludicrous to me that that has to exist. Mm-hmm. Um, so let, let's see what they had to say. My name's uh, Police Constable Lewis Miller, based at Perth. Uh, we've got a team here today at Perthshire Pride at the Ice Factory showing support for the LGBTQI community. Um, just telling all the members of the public that um, it's fine to speak to the police about anything they need to speak to, um, that we are very inclusive as an organisation here in Police Scotland. Um, we're doing a little recruitment drive here whilst we're here, um, just promoting Police Scotland and the LGBTI community uh, as a positive face of diversity and inclusivity. Um, and for me, Pride is very important. Um, it's just everyone can be who they are um, without fear or judgment. It's just, it's really important. So today we've got a sign up here um, for special constables. Um, I was a special in Perth for three years and I absolutely loved it before joining full time. Um, so we've got a, a sign up sheet um, and if people choose to sign up, uh, after speaking to ourselves, um, they'll get an email pack sent to them uh, with all the relevant details, frequently asked questions, how to join, um, what the training entails and what you'd be doing when you're out and about as a special constable. So yeah, special constable, that's something I've never heard of before. Have you, is that new to you? Have you heard of that before? No, I've, I've, I've known people that are in the police force before and I've, I've kind of come across them um, <clears throat> that kind of role before that sort of community liaison style um, policing. Um, so, and back 
way back in the mists of time when I used to work in uh, the kind of gay district in Glasgow. Like we used to interface with the the, the kind of police at that level mm. frequently. So, <clears throat> and uh, do, do you find was it helpful? Is that something to know that they're there for you? Is that was that good? That's a difficult one. I think that in theory it should be, but unfortunately in practice it's not mm-hmm. because um, still today myself personally and the business gets quite a lot of um, homophobic insults and hate messages on uh, social media. We get that pretty much daily. Wow. Um, we get, you know, and then if you look in the news uh, pretty much every day over the last couple of weeks, there's been reports of really quite horrific uh, homophobic crimes and transphobic mm. crimes across across the whole country, not um, in the, the UK wide. So it's not no part of the country is escaping it. Um, there was a terrible attack on a wee boy in Edinburgh a couple of weeks ago. Mm. Um, just this week, there was a fourteen year old boy in Liverpool hospitalised because somebody thought he was gay. It wasn't even a, you know, it was there wasn't even any quote evidence. They just beat this wee boy to he was in hospital. You know, so. Um, yeah, I think, and if you look at the stats on it, um, the, the kind of homophobic crime and um, has increased violent crime. I don't mean hate crime mm. in the sense of that, but actual violent assault against people has increased um, year on year since 2015. It's been getting worse and worse and worse. So it's getting much harder to be out there. Yeah, yeah. And be who you are. Yeah. At the end of the day, that's yeah. that's what it is. And I mean, I've always lived my life by um, live and let live. Because mm-hmm. what, what business is it of mine? Well, it's none, it, you know, you know? And, and that's, I've never understood that, you know, like how, how bored must you be that you have to go and pick fights with people just for being different? I mean, how, how insecure in your own self must you be that, yeah. that, that someone else being different from you is so offensive to that's you? That's it. You know? It's like rights aren't pie. Me having some doesn't mean you can't have some. Exactly. And actually, mm-hmm. like, I'm not in your way and I'm not doing anything. So what, what, what yeah. is it to you anyway? Mm-hmm. You know, like, and, and that's in any walk of life. It doesn't matter like, like we're talking about, you know, being gay or, or, or mm-hmm. liking D&D or being into computer games or whatever. It doesn't, why does it bother you what I'm into? <laughs> you know, yeah. it's, it's not your, your business, you know, mm-hmm. uh, and and that's what I've never understood. I'll never, I don't think I ever get that about humans. You know, mm-hmm. I've never really understood that whole concept. That I mean, I think the bottom line is uh, I heard this years ago that you know humans fear what they don't understand and they attack what they fear. And yeah. I think that I, I just don't understand in the year twenty twenty one why we don't understand things. Mm-hmm. Information is out there. You know, we have a, an information super highway. You know, I mean, how how is it not? <laughs> why have we not moved forward? Yeah, you know? yeah, you're right, and it's. You know, it's easy to blame, oh, it's society, mm. but it's, that's what it really is, is just constant repetition of the same arguments come back decade after decade with a different target. You mm. know, in your clip there, you had Don talking about the, the, the AIDS crisis in the 80s. And um, I'm not old enough to have been really involved in that, but mm. I am old enough to remember the, the adverts on television and the ones in print, which I, I saw them. when I was a small yeah. child yeah. that I can still picture in my head because they were horrendous. Yeah. And the kind of anti-gay rhetoric of those messages is is still the language that gets used today. Yeah, so yeah. it's it's going to take, it does get, it should be getting better, but unfortunately you've got 
generations of people that that is baked into. Oh, and yeah. They yeah. Need, and until they stop passing it down is, is the issue. And actually, I think Stobie and I have talked about that before with the whole idea of um, things don't happen overnight, unfortunately. No. There's a level of racism, things like that, mm-hmm. that do get passed down, unfortunately, where that's a generation thing. Yeah. Until that's bred out as mm-hmm. such. Because I, I know that my my kids are so much more accepting than mm-hmm. anybody I ever knew at that age at my school. You know, like kids that had autism or whatever, where they were bullied. Yeah. But actually, what I'm hearing now is if someone is bullied for that, there's 10 kids willing to stand up mm-hmm. for that person. And I think that generation will bring a whole new level of acceptance with them. Yeah. But we all know, we've all, you know, I think we all know someone or have that like r- you know, racist or, or homophobic mm-hmm. granddad or whatever, because it's in their generation. They, they, mm-hmm. That's how they were brought up, that this is bad. Those people are bad and they shouldn't be allowed. Yeah. And that's still there. Mm-hmm. And it's still being taught down. So, I, I, I you know, I, we all want it to happen tomorrow, but unfortunately that's just not realistic. No, you know, <laughs> and there is that line where folk go, oh, you know, but, Back, either they'll either say it of themselves. Well, back in my day, this was the way things was, oh, yeah. or they'll say it of other people. But back in that person's day, and you're like, that is true, yeah. but that doesn't make it right. Yeah, you know, and it doesn't make lots it right if not moves forward. Were, yeah, yeah, lots of things were either legal or illegal back in the time that are not now. Yeah, and we have moved on as a culture, and yeah. we this is a particular issue that we we need to move on. On they've accepted smoking is bad for you after being told it's great for you for years, yeah. but other things that don't suit them. They can't come to terms with that for some exactly, reason. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, so yeah, we're, we're kind of stuck at the moment, I think, in this mm-hmm. weird in-betweeny place where it's almost okay, mm-hmm. but just not quite. And it's uh, we need to get past that. We really do. And yeah. uh, as I say, live and let live, people. That's that's the story here. That's the moral of the yeah, story. Just yeah. the, like do your thing. Other people mm-hmm. do theirs. Yeah. Simple and as I that. I think the, the question that the folk in your video clips was getting asked there was, what does pride mean to mm. them? And for me, that that is what pride means. I, I went to my first pride when I was 16. So that was like 24 years ago. So, and it was illegal for me to be there at that point oh, wow. because I was under 18. Right, so right, yeah. I, we lived in a section 28 world. So I should not have been there. Right. And having gone to, or still being at a, an incredibly Catholic school at that point, you know, my, and I was out as a teenager. So my schooling life was not good at yeah, all. Yeah. It, was, it was horrendous because yeah. of a, uh, because of that and a uh, attempted conversion therapy and all sorts of stuff by yeah. people who, you know, thought they knew better. <laughs> I, you know, I wouldn't even go as far as saying people that thought they know better because I don't. Th- I think they knew fine well what they were doing. Yeah. You know, so I don't think they knew better. I think they knew exactly what they were doing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't. Not my own family or anything no, no, like no. that. You know, but this is just the 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 structure. Yeah. That we're in. So <clears throat> I'm still one of those people where pride for me. I'm really glad of the people who see pride as a a community event. But for me, I think. Pride will never not be a political act. Yes. Pride to me yeah. is a is a demonstration. It's not. It's some of the bigger ones, you know. It's it's become like a holiday or like a pop concert, you know. It's like yeah. um, I think that's that level of commercialism is maybe sleep, steeped in some of the bigger ones. You see, they every year when they have pride down in London, there's always an anti pride demonstration by people who are who should be included in the pride bit yeah. but they don't think they are because pride's become say the one that gets me every single year is marks and spencer selling lgbt sandwich every year and it's like because you have a blt 
and then for one month of the year you rearrange the letters so that it's an LGBT sandwich and then for the re- for the al- other 11 months of the year it goes back to being a BLT a straight like, sandwich exactly you're like, <laughs> the performativeness of it yeah, just drives yeah, me crazy you're yeah. like just you know yeah. like, why don't you just change it permanently if you're that yeah. bothered change it or don't yeah, or just yeah. don't make it Song and dance about it, just sell a sandwich. You're Absolutely. a shop, you don't need, yeah. you know, you're a supermarket, you don't need to be doing this. Yeah. You know? So for me, it's that that's what pride is that it's still this political act to go, we are here and valid and allowed, and you will not attack or murder yeah. us because we are not you. <laughs> exactly. And actually, you know, like, I think. I see this all the time online, this whole idea of like, oh, where's, where's the, the national straight day? Well, the minute the straight people start, you know, get persecuted, we'll look into that. Exactly. But, uh, yeah, right. Thanks very much. Uh, but, you know, right now, of course, I think the, the target would be that you don't need these things anymore. That's mm-hmm. the point, isn't it? You, mm-hmm. I mean, to me, it should be about, you shouldn't need yeah. to tell people <clears throat> like this. Exactly. Yeah. You, like you'd want to get to a point where it is not relevant yeah. to anything. You know, yeah, it shouldn't be relevant to anything. The question but, shouldn't come up. Yeah, because it's just normal. Yeah, but <laughs> we're know? we're just not there, and unfortunately, I think we were getting there. I think like in the the kind of mid two thousands, mm-hmm. as it were. Yeah, like getting into the, the kind of start of the twenty tens. I think we were really reaching a point where things were really changing, and then unfortunately, I'd say in the last five years, it's it's not slipped back, it's collapsed back. Yeah, uh, and racism as well. I mean, I think mm-hmm. anything ism has, yeah. has come back in, in bounds, leaps and bounds, yeah. unfortunately, yeah. due to certain decisions that um, certain people have made in the country. Yes, uh, and, and statements they've made mm-hmm. as well. I mean, I can't, uh, well, don't go too political, but obviously, you know, <laughs> things like, you know, women looking like letterboxes because they wear a burqa and things like that has just opened the floodgates to people being racist again. Yeah, you know, that's 100%. What it is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and and it's horrible to think that that one that one man uh, can can create a backlash mm-hmm. like that, or, or not a backlash, but a, a a resurgence, I suppose, of people who were locked away. That's not okay to say things like that. Yeah. Who've just only gone, it's okay to say that again. That's we're it, back because unfortunately, people have learned that there is no. You know, you might get your Twitter account banned, but there's no actually any repercussion or consequences yeah. on life for you being absolutely horrendously awful. So. Yeah. People are a certain population, and it is a small population, but they feel that they can be now, yeah. and that there is, and that they have just as much right to be disastrous to yeah. society than you do as trying to be a member of society. Exactly. It's not, and that's scary, it's not isn't equal it? rights. <laughs> you know? How 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 do you sleep at night mm. thinking that's okay? That that's yeah. a bit I don't understand at mm. all. But um, one of the people that still we talk, uh, talked as well is Pink Saltire. Yeah. So let's have a wee listen to what they are up to. Hi, I'm Matt from Pink Salter. We're here today to do a Perth and uh, Kim Ross hub study. Uh, essentially what we've been doing the last few months is looking at how a hub could actually pull together the community into a safe and inclusive space for everyone. One thing we noticed through COVID was a lot of people felt isolated in the community and this is really a chance for them to sort of come together in a space that they feel they can be themselves. Uh, the idea of the hub is very much open to consultation at the minute. We've been doing a consultation since November last year. It was done remotely at that point, so we feel that now we're launching it face-to-face uh, with how sort of people bring you know, a sense of reality to it. And um, so what we're doing today is sort of getting some initial feedback from people, and then we're going to run some workshops later on as well that people can sign up to um, later, sort of September, October time. Uh, for Pride, this is really great because it's like the first Pride that I've personally been to for about four years now. Um, when I moved up to Scotland from England, it sort of like went almost straight into lockdown like six months later. 
and all the pride got cancelled. So the fact we're back here today in person is absolutely fantastic. It's really great to see everyone kind of pulled together and bring the community back together. We sold many flags already, which is great to see everyone sort of parading around and you know different colours being shone. And um, yeah, it's just really great to get everyone back out together and sort of make it feel like you know the community is still very much here and here for each other. So, so you go to pinksaltire.com, that's pinksaltire.com. Uh, just enter that and the purchase study can be found on there for what's happened so far. Uh, we also have a questionnaire as well on there. Uh, just feel welcome to feedback as much as you'd like to. Uh, generally, Pink Saltire, all the information about the charity can be found there. We also have a hub coming to Capoldian Fife at some point as well in the next couple of months. So again, more updates from that will be shared on there. All right, my name's uh, Stuart Duffy. I'm the founder of Pink Saltire. Um, we've been working with Perth and Cornwall Council for a few years now on the uh, LGBT development group. So it's great to be back here at Pride, one of our first in-person Pride events uh, for a couple of years actually. And you've been speaking to Matt about the consultation. That's one of the elements of our work here in Perth and Cornwall. Over the last uh, kind of 12 months, we've really been concentrating on COVID relief and COVID recovery. So we've been supporting uh, more than 200 families actually in, in Perth and Cornwall. Uh, Individuals or, or family members who are LGBT and maybe just struggling to get through over the last wee while. Uh, we've provided services like you know sending out care packs, uh, doing some mental health check-ins and, and mental health support for people, and also you know the basics things like food vouchers, you know, hand sanitizers, making sure people are safe. So that's been what our work has been, I guess, over the, over the last 12 months. It's been very different from the usual kind of stuff that we've been delivering. But it's great to be back out here in person and, and seeing people and talking about some of the developments and, and positive things to come in the region as well. Um, for me, Pride is always a protest, um, but it's also a celebration of, of our unique identities, I think, and, and our identity as a community. And it's great to see so many kind of young and older people here today, a good mixture of, of people from Perth and Kinross. Uh, so long may it continue. Yeah. So that's interesting. Back to community again, isn't mm. it? It's all back to that idea that um, yeah. the community are, are there and it's a community event mm. and, and they're, you're out there. And, and that's, to me, that's, um, you know, people getting out there again. Everyone trying to get back out there to the mm. community. And then the fact they're trying to do that. I mean, I still, I still hate the fact that you need a safe space to do yeah. you. <laughs> do you know mm. what I mean? Like, I think that's insane. But, uh, but you know, Pink Saltire some doing some really good work thing, getting some feedback. So. Um, you know, great organization to, to deal with there. Uh, the last people we spoke to were the Samaritans who mm. talked about the fact that they, you know, they're there to, to speak to if, if there is anything. Um, you know, hopefully no one listened to this ever needs that, but you know, you just never know. I'm, I'm Vi, I'm director of Perth Samaritans. We're just here today trying to raise a bit of awareness of what we do, which is support people in distress or who are suicidal. And Pride is a great event for us because it's so upbeat, everyone's lovely. Very few people actually need us here, but you never know when they might. So for us, this is a chance for everybody just to be themselves. And being yourself is so important and having to hide puts so much pressure on you. Um, and pressure leads to not being very happy. How, how they can get in touch with us. So phone us, number is 116123. It's free from most mobiles or and from any landline. And we're, we're there 24 hours a day, seven days a week, whenever anyone needs. Um, you can also email us at joe at And if you happen to be in Perth, we are in King's Place, just the other side of the inch, but at the moment, unfortunately, we're shut to face-to-face callers, but fingers crossed that'll change. <laughs> Just remind us, so the stuff you've got going on at Big Dog, let's mm -hmm. look back around to Big Dog again. We're talking about inclusive spaces. Here we are, Big Dog Books. 
want to find out more about what's going on, what's the best way to do that? Um, best way is check us out on our various social media. So you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Um, look on our website and you'll see everything that we've got coming up there. In terms of community nights, they're all the, the Perth store is all back with a bang. So um, it's we've got board games and, and uh, different community groups are in on Tuesdays, uh, Wednesdays. We've got um, what have we got on Wednesdays? Forgetting <laughs> stuff, card game nights. That's what it is. We've got loads of different card games and things running on Wednesday nights. Thursdays is a hugely popular RPG night, so like the D and D clubs are oh yes, stayed out the walls. And we've got other games, non D and D RPGs running there as well. Uh, we do Magic and Friday. We've got the the Pokemon uh, League is back, so that's really popular again with the kids at the weekend. And um, <clears throat> we've just started opening a. Uh, on the Saturday mornings because we, we had stopped opening on Saturday mornings for a while so we just started again there and we've got different events running every week on a Saturday in the Perth store so there's lots and lots and lots uh, going on Nice and Big Dogs is a you know it's to, to use the, the kind of modern term it is a safe space it's a space for everybody so anybody who comes is welcome as long as they welcome everybody who comes and that's really our, our kind of watchword on that the big one that's come back this week um, is Dames and Games is back, starts again oh. tomorrow night, which right. is our, um, so this is a, a kind of interesting one. So we used to market Dames and Games as it was uh, for women and for all women. So if you identified as a woman, you could come to Dames and Games. Um, but we've been doing a lot of work recently with um, a, with a, a group called a Create, well, they used to be known as Creating Women, okay. and they're now called a Creating Comics. Um, a, who are just a, an industry body which talks, which is deals with women in the comic books industry, but they've made a shift to it being less focused on gender issues at all in the sense of that they're more about now creating spaces where anybody can do anything free from what they called gender influences. Right, right. So we've been doing a bit of work with them recently to kind of reposition where we do things like dames and games. So because what we what we have now is um, there's a lot more people because people are, it, as we said earlier on, you still need all these places for people to go, and you, and people still need a lot of protection. Um, but the younger folk, the younger generations are becoming more comfortable in a, in a variety of identities. So we've got a lot of people now who identify as non-binary and you're like, well, do you come to a women's event or not? So we've been doing a lot of work with that kind of consultation and how do we position these sort of events? But yeah, but so Dames and Games starts again this week, which is going to be a really, really big one. And essentially it's for non-masculine presenting people is got you. the kind of where we're at with the language. We're still trying to put down Tricky exactly one. where I say it. But yeah. And this is where just me as a 40-year-old man finds it difficult to kind of, you know, like you've got to go and talk to the generation below because I don't know what oh. to say. You know? so Best way to find to, out, ask them. Exactly. So <laughs> trying to find just exactly the right language to use there. But that's going to be a really, really popular when that comes back because it, it was always a great night. Nice. Yeah. And, and actually, um, from all the stuff you said there, back is the word and all of that. This is back. Yeah. This is back. It's great to hear that mm. all this is, is there again. Um, you know, I, I think it's an essential part of Perth. I really mm. do. I think it's such a, an open, as I said earlier, an inclusive place mm. to be where people can be safe being them. Yeah. And, and that's that's to be commended. So yeah, and that's it. We just want good. people to be able to come in and 
relax. Yeah, and not worry about anything that we've spoken about in the (laughs) the last half hour. Uh, But that's it for this week, folks. That's episode 27 of the Perth Podcast. As usual, if you haven't subscribed, subscribe. If you haven't messaged us on Facebook with your event, get on it and we'll mention it next time we're out. Uh, Beyond that, Stuart, thanks for coming along. Thanks for having me. Thank you.